on, everybody, and welcome back or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all, Lindsay Moraskin, with yet another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. Now, how many times can I say that you're listening to the Jappy Jaws podcast? Well, the limit simply does not exist. I hope everybody is doing well, though. Let's go over our homework real quick before we really get into the deep dish shit of today's episode. First of all, I want you guys to head on over to Instagram and make sure that you are following us, aka me, on there at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y, J-A-W-S, as well as my personal at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. Right after doing that, head on over to wherever you are listening to me from, whether that be Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, I'm on it, and make sure that you are subscribing, reviewing, rating, liking, following, doing whatever you gotta do, and also turning that notification bell on so you are notified every time I upload a brand new episode. You guys, I hope you're all as ready for the weekend as I am. This upcoming weekend is not gonna be any ordinary Long Island weekend of Lindsay's. Now, most of you know I am a Long Island gal, born and raised here. I bleed strong island. You cut open my veins and you see Suffolk and Nassau County. That's a bit of a stretch, but you understand what I'm saying. For quite some time now, I have quote unquote dreamt about going to this one place that is only open during the summertime and only open on a Sunday. And you can only go there once you turn 21. And that place is Bordy Barn. I am finally going to the fucking barn. For those of you that don't know what the Bordy Barn is, the Bordy Barn, I should say, it is basically a day drink event that only happens on Sundays from Memorial Day to Labor Day in the summertime on Long Island in East Hampton. It is now my time to freaking shine there. All right, everyone, I'm going to sticker myself up the wazoo. Maybe I'll make an Instagram. Who freaking knows? But this weekend, truly is going to be even more special because my roommate from college and her boyfriend who we also went to school with, the both of them are coming down to Long Island to visit and I have not seen them both in over a year due to the pandemic. It's about to be real emotional real quick for Lindsay. I'm gonna try and hold back my tears. It is going to be quite the weekend to remember and I cannot wait to update you all. I don't know, I'm just so excited and giddy. I feel like I'm talking about a first date or something, but this is just so much more exciting. Cannot wait for that. I needed to let you all know how I'm feeling. Right now I'm stressing about a fit though. Ladies, gents, we all know that we all stress about it at some point. It's funny because this past weekend when I was out, I was really considering not redoing my wardrobe, but I really got to think about things a little bit more. I was at a pregame before going out and it was some kid that I've never met's house. It was my friend's boyfriend's friend. We're all chatting. His parents weren't home, but then they got home and they're like, oh, come, come meet my parents. I am a very personal person. I will talk to anyone, especially parents, not to toot my own horn, but parents fucking love me. I don't disappoint when it comes to meeting the parentals. Ask anyone. I did feel a tad awkward this time though, and I'll tell you why. The reason being is because when I go out, I tend to show, you know, a little skin and a little leg, a little free the nip action. Not that I care when I'm going to the bar or I'm talking to a bouncer or a bartender, but I care when parents see. Cause I'm like, this isn't who I am. I'm just acting like this for the night out. I swear I'm a good girl. I got a job, I have goals, I have dreams. Sometimes when I'm going out and I'm meeting parents at a pregame, it just simply does not look like that. You know what? We ride and we roll. Does anybody else ever feel awkward whenever there's a parent there or anything when you're wearing something that's not necessarily appropriate? I even get nervous when I walk around my dad when I'm wearing this stuff. My mom, she's like, you look great. Oh my God, you should do that, that, that. I'm like, you should not be encouraging this behavior. However, it makes up for the fact that my dad is just beyond disappointed in my closet. 
Anywho, super stoked for today's episode. We got a lot to talk about. My interview with Jordan Woodruff was probably one of my favorites to date because she was so amazing. However, before we get into talking to her, I wanted to talk about two things that have been on my mind. First thing being, and I think we already know what it's about to be, The Bachelorette. This past week was the end of Katie Thurston's journey, and we got to see what really went down between her and Justin, her and Greg, and her and Blake. Now, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I feel like this past season and everything with Bachelor Nation right now is just so redundant. So I wanted to talk about some key things that have been weighing on me heavily. First, want to say I truly believe that Katie was never really in love with Greg. I think that she has been Team Blake. Her eyes have been on Blake since the moment he stepped in and showed up for her. And I think what was really tearing her apart between Greg and Blake was that Greg was picture perfect on paper. I think he is what she would have wanted had she not met Blake and that on paper, like I said, it was ideal. And they have that emotional connection. They have that bond between grieving a parent. And I think when you relate on that type of level, it's a kind of emotional security that not many people understand, especially with them being so young. But I think it was honestly very surface level after that. And I really was rooting for Greg. And I am still team Greg. But what I think what Katie did wrong was she had all this pent up anger because she didn't really get anything out of when they first had that conversation in New Mexico. And I think his issue was that he wanted to hear what she wasn't willing to give. I just don't think they would have seen eye to eye. And even if they ended up together, I don't think that they would last long. I don't think that they are as compatible as it may have seemed. I disagree heavily that it was an act on his part. I don't think you just kind of be that emotionally attached. Like, I don't know. I just think that she handled after the final rose with him terribly. I also think that everything that went down with Justin was kind of awkward and weird and that I wish we saw what more of a connection they had because it wasn't there for me. I I didn't see anything and I just thought it was kind of stupid. Lastly, I am happy for her and Blake and I think they do make a great match. I think there's a lot of chemistry there. I think there's a lot of love. However, I do not think that they'll have a quick engagement. I think it'll be very long, but I don't know if Blake is ready for marriage and I don't know if he is husband material just yet. I think he's very impulsive and I think this type of impulsivity scared him and you kind of saw that even before he went down on one knee when he was talking with Tasha and everything like that and once he met Aunt Lindsay. All power to them. I honestly, I'm so ready for Bachelorette to be over and I'm ready for Monday. I'm ready for Paradise. Let's fucking go. It is going to be quite the wild ride. I cannot believe who they have brought out of the woodworks. I also think it's odd that David Spade is hosting. I do think it should have been Wells Adams. I don't know. Also, another thought that I had during The Bachelorette, I knew Katie looked like someone and I couldn't put my finger on it. And that someone is, do you hear my family walking above me? But (laughs) that someone is Velma from the live action Scooby-Doo. Tell me I'm wrong. I forget her name. She's also in Dead to Me. I think she could be her legitimate doppelganger. All in all, it was an interesting season. It was an interesting run. And I'm curious to see how Michelle's season will go down. I'm curious to see how well Taysha and Caitlyn do then. I thought they did a great job. However, 
I also do think that there's a lot of room to grow, but that's in any given situation. Now, before we really kick off today's episode with our very special guest, I wanted to mention one last thing. So I told you guys last week that I was just finishing up season two of Outer Banks. To say I loved it would be an understatement. I even got my dad, who is the pickiest TV person, remote hog, or whatever you want to call it, in the entire world to sit down and watch with me, and he actually somewhat enjoyed it. He just was a little confused. I really thought that season two was very well done. However, what a common theme and a common discussion I've seen other people have on podcasts, on TV shows with my friends, is that this show is just so not realistic in so many different ways. The shit that they would do in the show could not possibly happen in real time. And yes, that's Hollywood. What I think makes it so great and keeps everyone attached in that will probably keep the show going is that the actors and the filming and everything that Netflix has put into it is so well done that they make it that it was almost believable that it could happen in the real world. I just think that, I don't know, I'm obsessed. I'm in love with it. I want to marry John B., I think. I, I don't know. I am curious to see what will happen in season three. I almost, almost knew that not only John B.'s dad was alive, spoiler alert, that Ward also did not die as well in that shipwreck blow up, whatever you want to call it. But I would love to know all your guys' thoughts and what you thought of season two and if you liked it better than season one. But enough about my opinions, enough about The Bachelorette and OBX. I want to get into today's episode. I had absolute pleasure to talk with the queen of TikTok, the queen of TikTok tea, Miss Jordan Woodruff. Now, everybody knows, obviously, that I love TikTok, and this was recorded a little while ago while I was on my break. I want you guys to really pay attention to how she's really studied the algorithm of TikTok and what works for her and what doesn't, as well as how she's applied what's happened in her real life to what she does now. She is so beyond knowledgeable, so beyond sweet, and I cannot wait to actually meet her now that she is officially a New Yorker. So stay tuned for that meetup. Now, before I really hand the microphone over, did you think I forgot about our drinking game alert? As a reminder, every time you hear me mention or my guest mention a topic, word, or phrase, you are inclined to take a shot, a sip of whatever you have. I always would like to recommend tequila to everybody that is 21 plus. If you are under the age of 21, grab a glass of milk and a cookie. Or if you're on the road, at the gym, at work, whatever you have next to you. For this week's word, you guessed it, TikTok. So whenever you hear TikTok being mentioned, please take a sip, because we mention it a lot, of your drink. Stay hydrated, my friends. So without further ado, here's Miss Jordan Woodruff. So as everybody knows, I love my TikTok tea rooms. I love my TikTok accounts because sometimes Twitter and Instagram, the algorithms don't do it for me. And you guys know that I only go to the most influential people, the most positive people, and the ones that don't really give you anything but facts. And I am joined today by one of those people, Miss Jordan Woodruff. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I am good. When Jordan emailed me back, I literally emailed her again when I reached out to her. And I was like, for a second, I just need to let you know, like I squealed because I fangirled so hard and I'm still fangirling. Oh my God. I mean, so much. I, when people say it to me, I, I'm like, why? Like, I'm not. <laughs> so I appreciate you saying that. And I'm so excited to be here. This is my third ever podcast. Oh my God. They are so much fun. I'm obsessed with doing them. Jordan is also a saint right now. Can you give them a little brief explanation of where you're recording from? So I'm currently recording in my brand new um, fancy an apartment that me and my roommate are living in for the next month. So the long story short, the apartment above me had a dryer fire. Everyone is safe. When there's a fire in an apartment, everyone knows sprinklers go off. 
They flood that apartment. Water finds its way in every crack. It seeps through our light fixtures, our walls, or my room, my bathroom, our living room, kitchen, and they are going to have to rip out the entire like floor. So yeah, so I'm currently living in a extended stay apartment or a hotel with my roommate. You know what? You are battling through and I give you so much props and hopefully the apartment will be back and better than ever before you make your bigger move to New York. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm moving forward. I'm still staying in the corporate world. I'm going to a different corporate job in the digital media space. So instead of I'm currently in the insurance space, boring as can be, but yeah, I'm moving to the digital media space. Still going to do corporate. And then I'm also excited because I feel like I'll have a lot of fun content to be able to film in New York. Absolutely. Look forward to more vlogs and day in the life of a New Yorker. Love it. But before you do that, where are you originally from? Born and raised in Minnesota. So I'm currently um, sitting in the cities right now. So Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then where did you go to school and what did you study while you were there? So I went to school in even more of a glamorous state, North Dakota, NDSU, North Dakota State University. So I started off studying journalism and broadcasting because that I'm sure we'll get into it, but that was like always my passion of mine. But my school, I think my junior year switched over all of our communication programs to just being like mass comm. So I just graduated with a communications degree. Right now I'm currently working in sales in the insurance industry. And then on Monday, I'm moving over to the digital media side of the world. I'm going to be a strategist for a digital media company. So very excited. I think it'll just be a lot of fun and I'll get to do a lot of things I love on a daily basis. And also like brought in my education of just media and marketing and how it works. And hopefully I can apply it to like my own TikTok and social media journey. So how did you even get started in being interested in journalism and broadcasting? Yeah. So growing up, I've always been fascinated with E! News, Entertainment Tonight, Good Morning America. Like I would binge watch E! all the time. Like all I wanted to do was watch like entertainment networks. And growing up, I was like, I want to be either like a host like Kelly Ripa or Good Morning America or E! News. So that's why I got into doing journalism and broadcasting in college. But then I kind of figured out that being in front of the camera, reading off of a teleprompter, like in front of people, maybe wasn't for me. It's kind of nerve wracking and I don't love reading in public. I would get stage right and I just like couldn't get my words out really yeah so that's why when I found TikTok I love it because I'm by myself I can record many times as I want I can mess up as many times as I want I love just like being able to do it on my own like similar like a podcast I feel like I would thrive in this environment because it's so impromptu and that's what I do well in so have you always been a talker though like were you the person for everything tea related with your friends in high school and college that everyone would go to because you knew what everyone was going through or going on? So when it comes to like personal tea and drama, I definitely was the friend that everyone told everything to, but I never told anyone else. Like a vault in one ear, never out the other. But when it came to everyone else, like famous people's business, I was always like, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened to Kim Kardashian? This person, this person. And like I always make a joke. I'm like, the one talent I have is I can tell you anything thing going on in the entertainment world. And that's all I can bring to the table. One of my favorite things about your TikTok specifically, and I think you and a few others do this, you put your opinion in, but not too much. I feel like sometimes a lot of people are like, up, oh, this is how I feel about Katie the Bachelorette, or this is how I feel about Chloe and Tristan right now. I think you keep it very minimal. Do you ever have a hard time holding back like how you personally feel about a situation versus giving the information to everyone else? Yes. Probably my biggest struggle is when I share the tea or the news, 
not giving too much of my opinion. I only try to in like negative situations. Like for example, today I did a story on Tana, how she was posing for the paparazzi. And I like to add in my own twist. No girl, you do you. Like I would do the same thing because I don't want people to be like, oh, she's trashing this person. On like really serious situations, like the Jack and Sienna situation, for example, I'm like completely unbiased, can't share my opinion at all. I have to keep it as neutral as possible. And it's just so difficult to do. Like I We'll record a video and I rewatch it. I'm like, nope. Completely understand that. And I think that's really interesting because I feel like a lot of TikTokers are like very too caught up in trying to be in the drama. You're trying to be the person to break it and talk about it. Yes. And I think that's also something I struggle with because a lot of people who are younger, they don't get that's what I'm trying to do. They're like, why are you bringing this up? Why are you bringing more awareness to this topic? And I'm like, I'm not doing it to like be in the drama or to get clout. Because people are always like using other people's drama for your clout. And I'm like, no, I'm literally just trying to make people aware of it because they are legitimately celebrities, especially this Gen Z world's eyes. Like these are the new like A-listers, like they're the Kim Kardashians to them. So yes, I struggle with that so much. I know you can't give all your sources away, but sometimes I feel like you are the one breaking the news or you and other people have like the same realm of where you get your information. How and where do you get this information? I know you can't tell all your sources. So how does that happen? So I've been doing this for a year and the sources that I would get my information from last year are completely different now. I would say now my biggest source are the people who follow me. I don't know what they do, but they are the best detectives I've ever met in my entire life. So I like have a routine every morning. I like wake up, I'll check all of my DMs requests. And like, I get most of the tea through my followers, which shout out to them because they're absolutely amazing. But then I also just do like the traditional stocking of everyone's account. Twitter is amazing for the tea. It's my newspaper, Um, right? I literally stock everyone on Twitter. I stock everyone's like Instagram stories. And then I also have like a few things I can't share on how I get the news, but I do the same thing every day. And I'm literally just checking everything 24 seven. I think it's really interesting how particular people get like your followers, you were saying, and how detail oriented they are. Because like, if you zoom in on a picture, like there are things that other people can capture better than anyone else. And I'm like, how do people like even think to look that far into it? Right. And then there's like certain tricks I've learned along the way. Like I'm sure to the average user, they know this, but I've learned if I follow famous people on Instagram, their comments pop up first on every post you see. So you just learn like little tricks and trades along the way. But yeah, you have to be so observant. The things that people catch, I'm like, how did you know that that was her fingernail? Crazy. So with your TikToks, I love that you are very minimalistic in like the best way possible. I feel like when a lot of people put too many stickers or too many green screen videos and aspects to it, I just get like really distracted that I'm like, wait, what was the video I just watched? So take us through how you create your TikToks. I've also changed that so much along the way because I've learned that less is more. The videos that get the most views or likes are when they're very minimal. People have very short attention spans. And if you're not directly to the point within the first three seconds, they're going to swipe past your video. So I always first review the tea that's going on. I read up on the story. I make sure I get all the facts. I then will like screenshot or screen record all of the information that I need to put into the video. And then I'll edit it on my own to make it a little bit more aesthetically pleasing to be put into my TikTok. Nothing crazy. I'll just like crop the video or I'll brighten it up to make it look a little bit more pretty. 
And then I'll record. And then I kind of just try to get straight to the point in the beginning. And then I add like a little short video towards the end, or I always have a lot of screenshots. I feel like videos just don't do it for people because they're like, I just want to know. So that's why I post a lot on my Instagram stories now. So if people want to know more about the story, they can just go there. And I don't want to waste like the people on TikTok's time. I have a little bit of a process, but it's also very different every time. Do you think it's definitely gotten easier as your platform is growing? Yes and no. I'm still learning like every single day. Like I always take tips from people with very large followings. I'm like, okay, what are they doing differently than me? So I'm constantly learning and changing the way I do videos. But honestly, sometimes I literally take my phone, record as fast as I can, not even thinking about what I look like or what my video looks like because I just want to get the news out there. So I would say some videos are hard and some are just like easy as can be. Definitely still learning every single day. Obviously, like TikTok has become quite the family. Like when people have the same type of videos, everyone starts to become friends. They start hanging out if they're in the same area. Have you become friends with any of the other TikTokers, whether they do what you do or not? Yeah. So that's funny you ask me because this literally just started happening maybe like two months ago. So up until like two months ago, I had like no TikTok friends and it made me sex. I was like, I don't feel like I have like a community or any friends through TikTok. And then slowly, but surely like other T pages started to pop up and all of the T pages, like everyone knows we all communicate on a regular basis. I mean, we're all chatting. We all follow each other on all the social media platforms, but like I have become really good friends with a few of them. And like we text, we do lives together. We chat all the time. Yeah. So we have been able to make like a little community and it's been really nice. And we definitely like build each other up. And I'm very grateful for a few of the people I've met. And I will definitely be visiting them in person one day. Isn't it amazing how technology works sometimes? Because would you have thought maybe even a year ago that that would have happened? No, I mean, honestly, up until like two months ago, I was like, I'm alone on this island. And it wasn't that fun. Like making like friends to the TikTok community has just made me enjoy TikTok so much more. And now, I mean, I don't know, it could be because... I have a little bit of a larger following, but people that like I've been following from the beginning are now following me back and we follow each other on Instagram and we'll DM. I like fangirl over them. I'm like, why are you talking to me? This is the coolest thing ever. It's just really cool that like I'm slowly building like friendships through TikTok. Now, this is something that I always forget to ask people that are TikTokers. How did you even find TikTok in the first place? Yeah. So I found TikTok, I think the same way the majority of the population did. It was the beginning of COVID and everyone was bored to tears. Actually, my best friend, she was on TikTok and she was like, download it, download it. I was like, no, I'm not going to join TikTok. I was obsessed with Vine. Nothing's going to replace Vine. That's how I felt. Yes. Oh, I was so stubborn. I was like, no, I'm not going to. And then I like, would just like browse it. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, I think I'm going to make an account. And I finally made an account. (laughs) What really got you going with doing these tea videos and like storytelling? Because clearly you have a passion for it and you're great at it. When was your like aha moment that like this is your thing and like you're going to roll with it? I started doing tea videos literally a year ago, like last week. And I feel like my account definitely grew very slowly. Like I never was that person who like posted a video and they got like a million followers overnight. I've had a few of those moments now, which are like the coolest things in the world, but it took me six months to even get to 10,000 followers. Like I worked hard and was very discouraged within those first six months. Cause I was like, why is no one following me? Like, is this worth it? And then I feel like I kind of had my aha moment once I hit 10,000 followers because like famous people started following me. And then I was like, okay, this is like really cool. This is like 
legit. And I started kind of getting adrenaline from it. So I don't know, the haha moment is kind of hard because the first video I made, I was like, this is so much fun. This is like my passion. But I think like very recently kind of figuring out that maybe being a content creator could be a full-time job in the near future. So it literally shows you that you got to hustle and you got to be consistent throughout the entire process. Yes. Like if I could give any advice to someone who's creating content or just joining, it's like, be patient and consistent and don't give up. Even if you like grow a little slowly, you're going to have like such a great dedicated fan base or followers. And it's better to, I feel like grow slowly with like very committed people versus growing extremely fast and then having those people not really genuinely want to follow you. Do you think that with that dedicated and organic following, you've been able to kind of create videos based on what they like and what they want to hear about more? Are you doing it more so that you can reach a broader audience and reach more people at the same time? Yeah. So I do both. So the people follow me definitely like their traditional TikTok tea, like the Bryce, Addison, Sway House, Charlie Dixie. But I'm trying to broaden my audience base by going a little bit more into pop culture or more of the YouTuber space. And I can tell a lot of the times, like my current audience, they aren't a fan because they're like, we just want TikTok tea. I have been doing those videos a little bit more consistently. So I'm starting to grow like different people who want to follow. So it's definitely challenging, but it's like something I'm really working on right now because I'm trying to broaden like my overall content. What is something that continues to surprise you in like the entertainment TikTok news room? And then what doesn't surprise you anymore about people or about the apps or like Hollywood fix even? What does surprise me? And it's not really like I'm surprised. I'm just kind of like, are you guys kidding me? Type of feeling is the stuff that people put out there, but then get mad that people are in their business. Like, I'm just like, okay, why did you just say that when you know the whole world is going to freak out and be like all over your business? I'm still surprised to say that like some of the things that people put on the internet, I'm like, you're just asking for it. You're asking for me to put a story together. And the thing that doesn't surprise me, that like same thing. Like sometimes I'm just like not surprised when I'm like, nothing can surprise me about what gets put on the internet. The whole world is going to see that and you don't even care. It's interesting because you are online for a reason. Like that is your job. You have a lot of people watching that. It's surprising that you think it's surprising that people are talking about it. I would say another thing that really surprises me still to this day is how upset people get at me for talking about famous people's lives. Don't you remember E! News or Entertainment Tonight? Like, this is like a real thing. People Magazine. We've been talking about famous people since the day that famous people were a thing. Like, it just shocked me how some people are so angry and annoyed about people talking about non-traditional celebrity tea. I think another thing that annoys people, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that they don't like to hear the truth. Like, they want to think of these people as these idols and these amazing people. I'm sure if we didn't have TikTok and if we didn't have all the celebrity gossip that we do, we wouldn't know half the shit we know about. A lot of it would be swept under the rug because Entertainment Tonight and E! News like 20 years ago isn't what it is today. Yeah, and I completely agree too because I feel like with TikTok, our favorite TikTokers, we just have like the ability to interact with them so much more than we do with the traditional celebrities. So you make a valid point because like Kim Kardashian, we all know Kim Kardashian as like an A-list celebrity. She doesn't like respond to DMs. She doesn't respond to comments and she's not like making videos with fans. We really look at her as this like whole different person where I was like Addison or like Charlie or Bryce, they're making TikToks with their fans all the time. They're literally DMing people, following regular people back, making comments. So I feel like people look at them as more of like their friend and they get really protective over them. 
their fan base, even like especially the Kardashian fan base, is so diehard will fight you till the end of time. And I think that's where it gets really messy. Ooh, I gotta watch what I have to say here because it's not even like the celebrity you're worried about backlash from. It's the fans. They say one thing and a billion more follow. Yeah, because I also think the celebrities, they don't really mind if you talk about them because they're like, no publicity is bad publicity. Like, yeah, why would I not want my name being put out there? But their fans will like fight you. Especially when I talk about like Addison, this happens the most. People will DM me all the time be like, you need to delete your video right now. You cannot talk about Addie that way. And I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. I really appreciate your concern. But like Addison is one of the most famous people right now. She needs the publicity. If no one's going to talk about her, she needs this. Didn't you just make a TikTok too from a screenshot of Des Moines on Instagram because they were saying how her dad calls the paparazzi or something like that? Yes. And people were so mad at me. They're like, delete this right now. How dare you? And I was like, one, you go girl. Like I would do the same thing if I was famous. Like, why not? And two, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone knows like Addison loves being paparazzi. She thrives in that environment. Honestly, like good for her because I actually was watching the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion. And Kim even said when she was in this beginning come up phase of her success, she would do it too. She would find out where they were. She wouldn't call them. And she would drive over there and go pick up food, run an errand, buy a piece of jewelry, clothing, just so like they would get a little tidbit of her. Nothing's wrong with that. I feel like people, especially like in Addison's world where fame can come and go so quickly, like she's aware of that and she knows she has to work to keep her name relevant. So you gotta do what you gotta do. Like I appreciate and support her hustle. And Tana does it too. It's like, you guys do you like take advantage of those professional photographers. So speaking of Addison, obviously a lot of these TikTokers have created such amazing relationships with like A-listers, obviously her and Courtney, which is like a huge talk of the town. I know Noah Beck was just hanging out with Tom Brady. There's so many different people that they cross over. What is your opinion and your take on those different types of friendships now? I personally like them. I never understood why people were so angry that Addison was hanging out with the Kardashians. I was like, okay, first off, Kardashians need to stay relevant. Why wouldn't they hang out with the most famous TikToker right now? Unfortunately, at the end of the day, I think everyone is doing it for clout and like to reach another audience. Now, I think that the Kardashians, Addison are very good friends, but like even Tom Brady and Noah Beck, for example, like I feel like Tom is smart and he's like, I want to reach a younger audience. Let's go work with the TikTok. TikToker. I'm here for, I love seeing worlds collide. I find it so fascinating. Like at the end of the day, like they're probably not genuine relationship. I'm here for them. I love seeing like traditional A-list celebrities hang out with TikTokers. I feel like recently I haven't been seeing the TikTokers, like the Bryce's, the Josh's, the Addison's on my For You page as often. Do you feel as if there's been a lot of TikTokers that were really heightened at the beginning of quarantine when TikTok really made a huge power move that have kind of fell off? There's kind of the new wave of TikTokers coming. I don't even know what category to put them in. They're like the people who have just as many followers, if not more than the elite TikTokers, but aren't considered the elite TikTokers. So like Spence Moff, those people I feel like are starting to take over the app and the elite TikTokers are slowly kind of dying off. But yeah, I feel like a whole different wave of TikTokers are kind of starting to take over the app. I mean, this is my issue. I, don't get me wrong. I have an unhealthy obsession with the Sway House. I still think me and Griffin Johnson are going to date. They have just focused so much on the trends and doing all of that type of stuff that I feel like I've been loving where it's more relatable stuff. Remy Bader, everyone talking about 
things that they're going through are realistic life things that I think that's where it's starting to take over more so. And that those other TikTokers are kind of becoming more of like the A-listers. Yeah. And I do also feel like the elite TikTokers are slowly fading away too. Cause you're right. Like they are coming like true A-list celebrities. So they're like diving into different things and kind of going a different route completely agree and like when people ask me who my favorite tiktoker is like it's not even an elite tiktoker it's just like other people who i can relate to do you think tiktok has become more of a relatable app and rather than like a social funny app um yeah i feel like in the beginning it was like all dances and people making like skits and now i feel like it's literally people just like venting in their phone at least like the tiktok vertical that i'm in it's yeah. like I got like Kennedy or Remy or Tinks. Like it's them just like telling you how it is and you feel like you're like, they're my best friend over TikTok. I think it's very interesting how TikTok has truly become like Twitter and Tumblr combined. I completely agree. And it's crazy how fast it's changing. Like every single month, I feel like new people are popping on and the app is definitely like getting oversaturated, but I still see like the same group of people. So with your TikTok page, where do you see it going within like the next few months or even the year? Where do you want to go with it? And what other videos do you want to put out? I'm really trying to broaden my page. I don't want to just be known as a tea person. I definitely want to, especially now moving to New York, be more of like a lifestyle content creator, like day in the life of New York, more looked at like your best friend. Like, let's see what they're up to today. Just because I also feel like I want to potentially do this as a career one day and I'll be able to, if I can offer more, the tea is never going away. I will always post the tea. I just have never loved just being a tea page and I'm working really hard to be more than that. So I'm hoping when I'm to New York, I can be more of like vlogs and everyday tea. Would you ever consider making a YouTube channel? I have thought of that. It like crosses my mind every single day. And someone just asked me that question last week. And at first I was like, no, I'll never start a YouTube channel because it's like very time consuming. I was like sitting in it and I'm like, wait, that could be really fun. So it's definitely a thought I have on a daily basis. I don't know. It's hard to do when you have like a full-time job and you have TikTok. I'm considering it. Do you want to play a game? Sure. Okay. So obviously you're the queen of TikTok. So I had to put together a TikToker this or that. So basically I'm going to give you two at a time and you're going to decide which one you would rather be your best friend, hang out with, talk to. Are you ready? Yes. This will be fun. I've never played a game on a podcast before. Oh, I love this game. Would you rather hang out with Charlie or Addison? Addison. Do you want me to give examples or yeah. purely age? Like if you were like Dixie or Addison, probably be a different answer. But I mean, Addison is going to be 21, One, I think. Yeah. And Charlie's still like 17. I love Charlie, but much rather would hang out with Addison just from an age standpoint. Who would you rather work out with? Noah Beck or Blake Gray? Noah Beck all the way. <laughs> I love it. Would you rather hang out with Charlie Jordan or Olivia Ponton? Charlie Jordan. I don't know if I can get a good read on her of how she is not in front of a camera. So that's funny you say that because I, so at first I never liked Charlie Jordan, but it was like a purely a jealous thing. She's beautiful, hot bod. I was always like, oh, I can't walk, like follow her. Like she's just perfect. But then I like started really looking at her content. I started really enjoying her as a content creator. I love her, but I get that. Like I can't necessarily get a feel for her because I feel like she, what we talked about in the beginning with Gemini, she kind of conforms to the group that she's with. Listen to um, two different podcasts she was on. And I felt like I was listening to two completely different people. Really? And I don't think she did it in like a 
crazy way. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, she's not the same person, but I just felt like she was kind of conforming her personality. But like, I relate to that. I feel like it's not a bad thing, but I feel like if you do it too much and I don't think she does, well, I mean, I can't speak for her and I don't know too, too much, but I feel like she also knows how to work the camera. And she knows how to like give the audience what they want because it goes back to that thing of how, what fans want to see. She knows what they want to see. She knows what they don't want to see. Yeah. I feel like she's another evil genius. Oh, of course. She just got a Las Vegas residency where she's performing one show a month. People with a large followings kind of scare me because I feel like the set go on in their head. I'm like, you guys are devious and smart and know exactly what you're doing. And it freaks me out. That's Chris Jenner. The devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Right? Or like the Paul brothers. Give me your brain for a day. I could do a lot of damage. Um, okay, you ready for the next one? Yes. Lil Huddy or Vinny Hacker? The young Vinny Hacker. <laughs> your face. <laughs> On the fight. <laughs> Nate Wyatt or Chase Matson? Nate Wyatt. Nate's one of my favorite TikTokers. I love Nate. I don't trust Chase. I think there's something wrong with him. I hate saying this because I don't mean to be judgmental, but anyone who dates and proposes to somebody that fast, I don't trust them. No, neither do I. Um, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Tana or Trisha Paytas? Tana. <laughs> every, what, every day. I'm starting to have more of appreciation for Trisha. Couldn't stand her in the beginning, but... I'm starting to appreciate her a little bit more. I hate to say it, but... Okay, this one, I don't know what you're going to choose. I really don't. Nessa or Mads? Nessa. Really? I love Nessa. She's one of my favorites. Okay. I like Nessa because I like her music. I don't know if I would trust her as a friend, though. Oh, as like a friend? In any situation. But I'm saying because I'm so hesitant about her personality. I don't know if I would want to go out and meet her. You know what I'm saying? I think meeting wise, Mads, I would be a little too afraid to meet Nessa. Say more from like whose content would I rather watch Nessa's, but yeah, probably from like a friend hanging out standpoint, Mads. Jaden or Josh? Oh my gosh. I don't know because Jaden, I love him. He's been one of my favorites from the beginning, but I think I would rather hang out with Josh because Josh fascinates me from like how smart yeah. Marge and is involved in so many things and has so many connections where I feel like he would be a better person to have in your life. Spence Watt or Zachariah? Oh, it's hard to. I love both of them. I know. Mom's going to Target is my favorite thing to watch. I think Zach, because I am obsessed with his little accents he does. And right? I to him talk like that all day. And I also feel like he's, I think, closer to my age. I think we would just have a lot of fun based off of what he does on a daily basis. And then my final one for you, Remy Bader or Tinks? Well, that's so hard. So Tinks is like my diehard favorite TikToker ever. Like literally if I can meet anyone on TikTok, it'd be her, but I love Remy so much. I don't know. Maybe since I'm moving to New York, Remy, but I love Tinks so much. That was that final round of the game. I want to jump from TikTok because obviously you and I could talk about TikTok all day. Yes. I know when we spoke before, you said you love talking about your 20s. So if you could define your 20s, Jordan, how would you define it? Oh gosh. Honestly, like if I could define it by one word, confusing. Why would you pick confusing? And not great. Because it's just like such a confusing time for everyone. Like no one knows what they're doing. No one knows what they want. I feel like we're being pushed into a million different directions and we're trying to please so many other people than ourselves. I mean, I don't know one person who's like, I know exactly who I am and what I want to do. Your 20s 
I think you hit the nail on the head with calling it confusing. But I also think like that truly shapes you who you are. And honestly, I'm thankful for the pandemic in such weird ways. Like I wish it didn't happen, of course. I really feel as if it shifted my mindset because I'm in my very early 20s. I'm only 22. But I feel like it showed me so many different things that I don't know if I would have known or saw had the pandemic not happened and had I not been like so young. I completely agree. I would say, I hate saying this because I know it was such a bad year for so many people, but 2020 is one of the best years of my life so far because I feel like it truly shaped and pushed me in the direction that I needed to be pushed in to like start following my passions. So I want to backtrack. When the pandemic first hit, like where were you at in life? What was going on? Did you have a job? What were you doing? Yeah, I was working the same job that I'm ending, uh, living in this, well, not, not living there right now because water damage, but living in the same place. So yeah, my life was like pretty much similar than it used to be because it's like changed so much this, this past like two months, but pretty much similar besides the fact that like TikTok wasn't in my life or I wasn't like planning on moving or anything like that. I was just about to say, do you think you would be moving to New York so soon? No. Honestly, I didn't even think I could move up until a few months ago. So what pushed you to be like, okay, like I want to get out of my comfort zone. I want to get out of Minnesota and I want to move to New York. Okay. So I have always wanted to live in New York. Like since I was, I think my parents told me since I was like seven, I've always wanted to, I thought I was gonna be like a fashion designer. I, I don't know. It was like the weirdest thing. So my lease was ending. It was like either sign or start making drastic decisions. And I was like literally driving one day and I sort of got, I had like an epiphany and I tell people that because I was just like sitting in my car and all of a sudden I was like, I can't sign. I have to move. I have to finally push myself and do it. And I literally went to the leasing office like the next day and was like, I'm not signing a full year. Like, can we figure out like the month to month situation? And then all of a sudden I got like an interview with someone in New York and I got to get the job like within that same week. It just like started all falling into place. It's a very strange situation and it's very crazy how it all happened. Are you scared to move like basically across the country? Okay. And that's the weird thing too, is like a few months ago, you couldn't have ever persuaded me to. I never wanted to. That was terrifying to me, especially moving alone. And now I'm not that scared. What made you not scared? That's the thing. I literally feel like I like woke out of a coma. Okay. That's not a bad thing though. I feel like that comes with growing up and maturing and with age, you're going into a new phase of your life. Yeah. Honestly, I just like don't know what happened. One day I was like, no, I'll probably just stay in Minnesota. Maybe I'll move. And then one day I was like, nope moving to New York. I'm going to move across the country and I'm going to be fine with it. I feel like so many people get so crazed after college and try to focus on what they're going to do that they have to have everything figured out at 21, 22 years old. You don't. I feel like people put a time limit on things. So what is your advice to someone that's struggling with figuring out their place in the world and what they want to do? Because I feel like you're the proof in the pudding. One day you're like, oh, I think I'm just going to stay here to literally picking up and shifting your whole life. Literally what you just said is perfect. I feel like don't try to have everything figured out ever in your twenties. My background on my phone, the quote is there's no such thing as a timeline. I feel like when we graduate right away, we're like, okay, we have to have the job that pays the most. We have to find like the perfect person to spend our life with the perfect location to live. We have to have the best friends and it just doesn't happen that way. You have to like to allow yourself to have some time to like make mistakes, choose a job that pays less if it's going to push you in the right direction and get you to where you want to be. So I would say like my biggest advice 
advice would be don't listen to society's timeline. Do what makes you happy. And then my second piece of advice was when you graduate college, don't pick the job that pays the most. Pick the job that brings you the most happiness. I love that you just said that. So when you got out of college, did you automatically have an idea of where you were going to be or were you just kind of going with the flow? Like what was your mindset from graduation day on? Yeah. So I definitely was that person who settled and picked the job because of the dollar sign that I was given because I had any type of passion for it. I was also in a very serious relationship at the time and he wanted to live in Minnesota. If I was single graduating college, I maybe would have moved. Interesting. I kind of just settled and was like, I'll do what he wants to do because like he's so passionate about living in Minnesota still. So I'll stay. This job is a great job. It, from like society standpoint, it makes me look like I've achieved so much. Like all these really stupid things. I like made decisions based off of just kind of how I like appeared to other people versus like what I internally really wanted to do. And then what was one of the main things that you learned while going through college that really helped you to where you are now? Honestly, I feel like, and I hate to say this, and it could be because college was like a little ways ago. I feel like I didn't really learn any crucial life lessons in college. I feel like I learned the most 23 to like now, like 23 to 26. I literally just turned 26. I have learned so many life lessons. It's like unbelievable. And I feel like in college, I was just, I just like, don't feel like I took a lot from college. I'm gonna be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I feel like then you've lived in the moment and that's a good thing. Yeah. But I also don't look at college as like the best years of my life. I would say like 24 through now have been the best years. And I mean, it could be because they're more fresh in my mind. Yeah. I don't look at college as like a period of growth. I would never want to go back to college. It's very strange. See, I feel like, well, maybe because I did graduate during the pandemic that I'm like, oh, I just like want one more semester. But I feel like I had a very unique college experience. I transferred. It was very like I had two different lives. Basically, I always like to compare myself to Hannah Montana, but I I really was Hannah Montana. It was like living a double life sometimes. I think it's something where it's I feel like you need to go through something in college. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like you really need to experience something that's really going to be so long lasting and impactful on your mind and your mental health to really understand and appreciate the college years. Transferring was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I think it helped shape me to who I am now. And that is one of the major reasons why I'm so thankful to college and why I would do like one more semester because I feel like I didn't get enough time at where I really was genuinely happy. Once again, cannot agree with you more. everything you're saying. Disagree with me, Jordan. I was like, she's teeing me up perfectly. It's like, she's reading my mind. (laughs) I completely agree. I feel like the most valuable times in our life are like when we have something traumatic happen to us. And then we remember those moments more. I do think like college was pretty easy for me. I was really lucky. I didn't have anything like shake me up. But then when I was in my early twenties, like I had a lot more things shaking me up than obviously with like going through a global pandemic. So I'll always remember those years as being like the most valuable. They kind of like created a foundation of like me becoming the person I am. I completely agree. Like that's probably why college just like wasn't much for me because it was a very like eh, time. Honestly, then I guess the big peak thing was Well, one of them, I'm assuming this is just me spitting it out of my ass. One of the peak things was when you started TikTok. Oh my gosh. The day I started TikTok was the day my life started. I swear to God, it's the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And now can I ask you a question? You kept your age a secret on your TikTok for so long. 
And I was thinking like that you were going to be, she looks so young. Like she's definitely like 24, 25. And you're like, oh, like when I reach this amount of followers, like I'm going to drop it. Like I was like, watch, she's like 47 and just looks like (laughs) she's 27 or something like that. And then you dropped the bomb that you were 25 going on 26. I'm just curious, like, why was that such a secret? So the reason why was because it made people so angry. Why? So many people were concerned with my age and so mad at me. I mean, every single day people call me like, you're 40, you're 50, you're too old to be doing this. And so many people were like, how old are you? I need to know your age right now. What's your age? And finally, I was like, oh, maybe if I use this as kind of like an incentive for people to like follow my journey, I can like keep this going for a bit. So it was purely just to kind of have something to look forward to and be like, oh, when I get 100K, I'll reveal my age because I feel like everyone kind of wants like a little fun journey to follow. So it was purely just because I was made people mad and I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. So when you finally revealed your age, what was the response? Kind of like all over the place. Some people were like, oh my gosh, I thought you were so much younger. Some people were like, how you look so, or I thought you were like, 40 or some people were like, oh yeah, I knew your age the whole time. Very all over the place. You always are so positive and you always have a smile on your face no matter what. Like even with your apartment being a swimming pool, you still (laughs) somehow brought some positivity and authenticity to your videos. How do you stay so positive and what keeps you motivated? I am like a firm believer the energy you put out in the universe is the energy you're going to receive. I've seen it from like firsthand experience, like people who are negative, like bad things truly happen to them. I feel like that is a big push for me. Maybe it's like my uh, astrology layout. You're an optimist. I definitely am. I don't know. I feel like I've just like had so many things happen. If I've like chosen to be positive and put out positive energy, good things have happened versus like when I've chosen to be negative where I've just like seen so much more good come out of being positive. So I just like keep doing it because I see more return and like reward from it. The universe is always watching. Now for my final thing, I'd love to end my episodes with a postgrad doozy, some food for thought, some advice that you would like to give to the Jappy Jaw world. So would you like to give a quote or any advice that you may have? I would say similar to what I said earlier, especially like if you're just graduating college, don't base your decision off of the dollar amount you're going to get. Base it off of if it brings you happiness, if it makes you feel more fulfilled, and also if it's going to bring you to your end goal. If this job will like get you to where you want to be in five years, do it. Like just don't pay attention to the money. Just do what makes you happy. I love that. Well, it was so fun chatting with you. I hope that your apartment gets resolved quickly, but also I cannot wait for you to come to New York because we definitely grab a cup of coffee and chat about all things Bradison. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And literally as soon as I get to New York, we are going to find a date. Absolutely. Absolutely. Drop everything where everyone can follow you and continue to support you on your journey of being the TikTok queen. On TikTok, I'm at Jordan Wood And then on Instagram, I'm just at Jordan Woodruff because that's my real name. (laughs) Because that's her real name. I will also have it in the episode description below. But it was so fun chatting with you and I can't wait to see you so soon. And that is a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much, Jordan, for sharing all your wisdom and all of your knowledge on TikTok and in the real world with us all. I know we all appreciate it so very much. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow her on all of her social media platforms linked in the episode description down below, as well as myself and our journey as the Jappy Jaw family at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y, J-A-W-S, as well as my personal account, Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. Make sure you are subscribing, reviewing, rating, liking, following, and turning that notification bell on so you are notified every single time I upload a brand new episode on whatever 
streaming platform you are listening from. I'm so excited for the next coming weeks. I am still very much booked. Don't even worry. We have all the content ready for your ears. Enjoy your weekend. I'll update you on Boardy Barn and I will see you all next Thursday. Thursday.